that uh, one of the blessings of, I think I said it yesterday, one of the blessings of bad weather outside, if you call it bad weather, is that it forces a person to check his own weather from within. How's my weather inside? Right? Nobody asks. People ask, oh, how's the weather? Right? How's the weather? Right? The question is, how's your weather? How are you doing? Are you raining inside? Are you sunny inside? Are you, uh, is it, uh, is it going to rain? Are you uh, expecting good weather? Right? Create the weather, as we say, as I, as I said, it's actually some Kharaba made it up. Create the day that you want to have. Create the weather from within oneself, which really uh, starts with Hilchus Lashon Hara. Because the reason people speak negatively about other people is it's all a outgrowth of the negativity that we have inside of ourselves. With the model, anyone who knows IFS, and the model of different parts of us, so once you acknowledge that you have a part of you that is a certain part of you, so you see that in other people. Other people represent, what is a trigger? Why do people get triggered by other people? Because all it's doing is pressing and it's, and it's bringing out a certain part within yourself that you feel about something. So another person can awaken and can shake up within you that part, that part within you. And when a person, that's why in David HaMelech says, Ein Shalom Ba'atzamai, that I don't have shlemus within myself. Right? When you're angry at the guy, you're not angry at the guy. You're angry at a part of you that is brought out from another person. Another person brings out that part of you. If you would be okay with that part within yourself, you would be okay with that person. So all people do to us is represent that part that we have within each and every one of us. Question, comments on that? Because to me it's very clear. I just want to make sure that it's clear the way I'm giving it over. Yeah, everybody got that? Makes sense? Binyamin's like, it's Pasha. Okay, but tell, tell everybody else, Binyamin. Yeah. Shua. It was, it was super great. I just wanted to compliment you. Okay, fine. Thank you, Shua. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll take that. Thank you. Okay, so based on that, right, based on that, thank you, Shua. Based on that, right, that's why we love learning Hilchus Lashnahara. Because at the end of the day, the purpose is to change ourselves. That's why we're put here on this world. I always say, that's why a, a, an eight-year-old has a bris. Why does an eight-year-old have a bris? What did he do wrong? Why are you already, why are you, already you know, messing around with his body? An eight-year-old kid. Because the purpose of life... Eight-day-olds, thank you. An eight-day... Why eight days? What did he do wrong? The answer is he didn't do anything wrong. The answer is the purpose of being in this world... Is to, is to change yourself, is to fix yourself, is to work on yourself, is to better yourself. Now, how a person betters himself depends on what type of person. People get nervous when I start saying, so let me clarify. When you say you got to make yourself better, people get nervous. They say, oh, that means i got to work harder. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say you have to work harder. Because for some people, it means you have to work not so hard. Some people have to learn to relax more. Some people have to work harder. They're different parts of us. Some people, when they hear you have to work on yourself, you have to change, that means I have to, they feel pressure. Who says? Maybe Adarabha. Maybe you have to feel less pressure. Maybe that's working on yourself. 
Changing yourself doesn't mean is not shove to everybody. Changing yourself is not equal to everybody. The equal part for everybody is the fact that you want to understand yourself. You want to try and understand where you're deficient, where you're strong, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, which is really the first part of everything. The first part is to really try to know yourself. One of the things that I tell people to go to therapy is people think they have to go to therapy, they look at it as a negative. What do I have to go to therapy? What did I do wrong? What do I have to fix? Why do I have to go to therapy? So I tell people, the reason it's good to go to therapy is it could be that you're not doing anything wrong. It could be the reason you go to therapy or doing something wrong or you have to fix something or heal something. Sometimes it's just learning about who you are, learning what triggers you, learning what makes you tick, learning why I get angry consistently at, at the same person, why I act like this, why I have this, why I do this. Because consistently the way it works is if, you would, if somebody wants to really know themselves, the way to know yourself is to take consistently the people who bother you and what they bother you about. If you would take a notebook and write down consistently Every time my roommate does this, blah, 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 blah. Every time I'm in the lunchroom, blah, 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 blah. And my Rebbe, when he does this, blah, 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 blah. And my mother, when she does this, blah, 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 blah. And my father, when he does this. And you would keep a log of that. You would, you would see a, a very clear consistency of what is bothering you. It's not random that things bother you. Most of the time, we're consistent, as we've said many times. A person has 80,000 or 90,000 thoughts a day. 80% of them are the same exact thoughts. 80% are the same exact thoughts. I might be off a certain percentage. Someone can look it up online, right? 80% are the same thoughts. And I think 80%, 80-90% within that are negative. So 80% of our thoughts are the same thoughts. And 80% of the thoughts that we have are negative. Why is that? I don't know why that is. You could look that up also. I'm not sure why that is. That's the way we are programmed. So in order for a person to learn himself, you want to learn, where are my negative thoughts? Yosef, your negative thoughts might be different than my negative thoughts. Your repetition thoughts might be, might be different than mine. At the end of the day, they're very, very similar because they might be negative, they might be about the future, they might be about your past. That's where anxiety, that's why people suffer from anxiety. Why do they suffer from anxiety? Because they're more or less worried about something in the future. They're more or less worried about something. For him, it might be different than for you. For this guy, it might be different than for, for this guy. But at the end of the day, it's all the same. Shua, yeah, go. Two for two, Shua. Why don't you know if it's one extreme Well, if you do it once, if you take a week and you do it, or you do it for a couple days, you're probably good for a long time. What about all the good things? Like, yeah, good. That's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah. You could do that also. That's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a separate thing. No, no, no. That's, that's, where, that's where strength finders come in. That's where strength finders come in. I'm a very big believer in, in dealing with your strengths. That's the yesod of strength finders. Is actually, we could do that this year. We didn't do it this year? We didn't do this year strength finders? Okay, so remind, remind me maybe next week we'll do a, a thing on strength finders. Right, strength finders. It's a it's a course that I did, a seminar that I did for a full week, um, for in Manhattan. I did this maybe six years ago, five six years ago. Someone sponsored. It was like a ten thousand dollar program that I did from morning till night, learning my strengths. And I would suggest everybody did it. I, I would suggest everybody take take the uh, test. It's 
called Strength Finders. We'll talk about it next week. But basically, it's focusing on your strengths. So it's not a contradiction. The point is, is that, is that when a person learns why he's negative, why this, why your mother triggers you, that is gold. When your father triggers you, that is gold. Your roommate triggers you, that is gold. Your triggers are treasures. Things that trigger you are the greatest gift. Your anxieties are your greatest gifts. When a person learns and understands that, that's his path to really begin to understand it. Now, is that going to heal you in that moment? Absolutely not. You might need 10 years, 15 years of therapy or whatever you're going to need of healing, especially if you have a lot of trauma or you have a lot of whatever you have from childhood. It can take you years to heal and to really develop those weaknesses and those, those, those strengths. As uh, Ari's father said beautifully the other day, which was a chizik for me, is that your story, when you get your story, when you understand your story as a kid, when you understand what you went through as a kid, when you understand what you were challenged, what brought you to where you are right now, what brought me, what are the patterns, because we all continue the same patterns, what you did in elementary school, what you did in, in kindergarten, what you did in second grade, what you did in fourth grade, what you did in eighth grade, what you did as a teenager, you're going to repeat. Most of the time you will repeat that until you start learning yourself and start understanding yourself. I want to say it's a tremendous schus to have here a person who, uh, who, who is a, a warrior on, on many fronts. Um, it's, a, it's amazing to have a person who learned in the yeshiva. He didn't, he didn't just come to yeshiva. He actually learned in the yeshiva. He worked on himself tremendously. He now is, uh, what is, uh, you're learning to be a commander? He's right now learning to be a commander in the Israeli army. Uh, he's off uh, a little bit for personal reasons, um, I could say. He'll, he'll, he'll tell us why he's off a little bit. He, he got a little bit too close to a, uh, a big gun, a big, big gun, but they didn't put in the... It did, it didn't go in all the way. It didn't go in all the way. Right, so you guys don't know this. When you shoot a gun, you should know this. When you shoot a gun, so what do they do? Everyone wears those things all the time? No, but I'm saying when they're, when they're out in the army, they put in the... Yeah. No, but I'm saying, is that what they do? I always wondered that. When, 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 when guys are, when people are going in shooting using the machine guns, they, put, they do put in plugs? Oh, you have to. Otherwise, you'll go deaf. <laughs> really? So Chaim, so first of all, Chaim Moses, great to have you. Amazing. Amazing. And it's a Kiddush, it's a real Kiddush Hashem, it's a real Kiddush Hashem to have Chaim, because Chaim's, what's he, what does he do when he's off? He's not in his uh, place now watching a movie. He's here in the base Medrash. See, in the base Medrash, right? If I were, right? If I were him, if I were out and, and his, uh, he, one of his, I don't know if he could hear me so clearly, one of his uh, ears got, got uh, a little bit damaged inside. Mir Tashem, he'll have a refuah shlema and everything will work out. But he was next to a, what is the a Negev, the Negev, which is a big, big gun. And he, he didn't have his earpiece in properly. So he lost some of his hearing temporarily. 
And he's here in the base Medrash to learn, to grow. That's a riot, it's just a chizik, it's an inspiration for all of us besides the letter that uh, we've read about Chaim, that Chaim was telling, and he was supposed to go into Gaza in a few days? Thursday. Supposed to be, what? Thursday. Thursday. So instead, he's going to be in the base Medrash, strengthening, strengthening the war from here, which is, uh, which of course is, is, uh, is, is more important, more important uh, than the actual fighting, because we know the power of the Jewish people is through Torah and through Tefillah. We can never forget that. As much as we, we support and we strengthen and we're proud of the army and, and the, especially our Hevra who goes to the army, but do not get confused, uh, emotional confusion, when you see someone with a uniform and a gun, which is, of course, Heshtadlis uh, wise, um, is important that we have it, but we cannot forget the truth. And the truth is the only way we're going to win any war is only through Torah, through Tzfilah, through not speaking Lashon Hara, through Achdus, through Ben Adam Lechavero. So I just want to be very clear, as much as I uh, support and give as much support and we love and we're proud of, of, of Chaim and all the soldiers, but uh, I'm equally uh, proud and very proud of those who are in the base medrash and learning and working on themselves because that's, that's how we're going to win this war. So Chaim, when you see someone like Chaim who's doing both, you know, he has his tzitzis and he's here in base medrash, it's an extra inspiration to all of us. So thank you, Chaim, you and your, your, your units going in on uh, Thursday. So we'll have extra tzfilas, that they should take care of business and uh, take care of whatever they got to take care of. And all the, what? Well, you're joining them. And that you, Amir Tashem, you'll join them. You'll have a refuah shleima and you'll go, what, you're going in as, with your, your chevra under you? You're going in as a command. I mean, you're old. You're old. You know. The course goes in? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I show many people the picture of, that I have of Chaim that he sent to our chat. We have a soldier chat of Chaim with his, uh, with his red beret. Uh, or, yeah, it's red, I think, right? Red beret in Gaza. I have that picture, right? With his uh, very, very inspiring. So thank you, Chaim. Thank you, Chaim. Okay, yeah. Um, um, Judah and then Ari, yeah. So, uh, but I'm actually going to make a bracha. Baruch Atah Adonai. In a malchalam shakol name of the world. You kept on bringing up about like self work and, yes. and whether it's therapy or whatever else. So, yeah. Just a curious question. Like, yes. Therapy is a, as a like culture in a way is a relatively new thing. So what did people do previous to that? Did they like do? They suffered. <laughs> they suffered. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why Rabbi Nachman? You can talk about me. What did I do? We didn't, we didn't have therapy. When I was your age, no, you went to therapy. It meant you were... You had... Yeah, it's hard. You have, friend, you have your friend. You have people. It's hard. It's hard. It's a good question. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did. They learned to know them. The altar from Kelm you know, was in a hut for however many years. He says he didn't have one thought that he didn't know that he had. Any thought that he had, he knew exactly every thought that he had. People did it. They, they also didn't have the craziness 
that, that we have with the technology and the movies, right? When I was in yeshiva, right, we, 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 didn't, have, we didn't have the ability, so maybe we had time to think more. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm not sure. But now, everyone has, as much as you have the challenge of the busyness, because there is more busyness and there are more distractions, but you also have the ability, you know, to spend that hour or two and speak about it like this, even this, even this year, just talking about growth. I can't tell you how many people, Baruch Hashem, how many emails I get, how many WhatsApps I get, Baruch Hashem, from people who listen to this year, and they say that, that they need it. They need it. We all need it. I need it. I need it. Someone mentioned, oh, the guys went on the trip. They're not sure how many guys are coming to the shear uh, today. I said, I, I don't know if I'm the only one in the shear. You know, I got I to gotta talk, because it's mechazek me, to talk about myself, to talk about these things, to get clear. It's good to get it out. It's good to get it out. When you hold things inside, it's very dangerous. That's where shame, that's where shame comes from. Shame festers in, in like, it's like mold. It's like mold. It's like dark, closed up, and it just grows within yourself. And then when you learn to express it, to talk it, talk it out. Rabbi Yona talks about it. Talks about the value of having a friend. It says even to pay a friend. It says that's why it says, The Misha says, Because you could pay somebody to talk to. Yeah, a little bit. Interesting. Correct. Thank you, Judah. Even this, talking things out, talking out your feelings, talking about your fears, talking about questions. It's very, very important to do that. Ari, yeah, go ahead. Um, this might be a little off topic. But yeah. I already mentioned anxiety. I was just thinking, like, what causes a kid to develop, like, a, like a lot of anxiety? Like, it's not, like, I assume it's not natural. Right. So what, how would someone develop? Right, that's a good question. <coughs> it is definitely a different topic. We could talk a little bit. Mo- most of the time, anxiety... Um, could be hereditary, which means if my father uh, was anxious and my mother got anxious, so as a little kid, you sort of absorb it, especially if a mother, because you're in your mother's womb, right? So if she started off um, anxious and you were created, you were conceived in a state of, of that, so, you're, so it, it, it's in the system. There's definitely, right, seeing parents act a certain way, seeing people act a certain way, I speak to many people, they say, how are you going to deal with when your son falls or your daughter falls and trips and scrapes her knees? I'm sure we could have a machlokas over here, what you're going to do. Some people say that they're going to go ahead and say, oh, they'll make a joke about it because the more you make a big deal about it, the more that it's a big deal to them. Some people might say, no, sit with them, right? Yeah, what do you guys say? Get a Band-Aid. Get a Band-Aid. You make a big deal. Okay. So everyone responds differently based on what they're... And then, and then different people are different, which means some people are more susceptible. Some people, their nature... And this is difficult, because when you grow up and your siblings, let's say, are a certain way, and your, your brother or your sister is older than you, or you're in the family a certain age... And you have a different, like they say, there are new, no two children with the same parents. And I love that line, because it's so true. No two children have the same parents. 
Because the oldest has a whole different experience. The second has a whole different experience. The third has a whole different experience. The fourth, at different stages in your parents' life. When your parents were newlyweds, and then your parents were going through a difficult time, and your parents were going through this. It's very, very complex. And then you have your neshama. Then your neshama. Right? Like we've been learning a little bit in the morning in Chasidus. And the neshama is also very, very much part of that. What is the tikkun of your neshama? If you're tikkun of the neshama, right? Why do I love that sweatshirt that it says, no Hashem, no fear, no fear, no Hashem? I think that might be uh, confusing for the people in the recording. Right, N-O-K-N-O-W. Okay, they've, they've heard it enough from me. But yeah, basically, right, where is this? Can, can I read that? Because I get confused myself. No Hashem, if you do not have Hashem, then you will K-N-O-W fear. If you, if you know Hashem, K-N-O-W Hashem, then you will have no fear, which is very true also. Fears, this is already getting a little bit Kabbalistic, is that, is that, is that we have a certain amount of fear in us. And that fear is really supposed to be, this is a high level, supposed to be directed towards Hashem. And Hashem puts a neshama in this world sometimes that has so many fears and if I take those fears and I just bring it to Hashem, I'm not afraid of anything else, like the Bali Musr say. The Bali Musr say, what is Yiras Hashem? Yiras Hashem means you're only afraid of Hashem. So if I'm only afraid of Hashem, I'm not afraid of anything else. That's a high level. So in a sense, a person with a lot of anxiety has a high potential. Correct. Anxiety, well, let's talk about anxiety. It's always good to talk about anxiety. Anxiety is power. It's not weakness. Anxiety is power. Anxiety is power, I don't know if you can look it up or read about it, but anxiety is power that is being stifled. Most people have a lot of energy. They have a lot of power within them, and it's being shut down. So that anxiety being shut, not that anxiety, that power being shut down makes it very, makes it very difficult for them. If they would release it in the right place, in the right area, it's all power. It's not nothing negative. Anxiety is a very powerful tool. It's a very strong force that we have. Just like Taiva, Ripsadik says, just like desire. Some people are like, oh, I'm plagued that I'm a fat Baal Taiva. I love women. I love uh, food. I love Taivas. I'm a massive big Baal Taiva. Yeah. Chelech Laraisa. That's Rabbi Yochan and Reish Lakish, right? That's what Rabbi Yochan told Reish Lakish. Chelech, take your power of your Taiva. And put it in the right place. You suddenly put it in the right place. That's why I love AAEIC and not ADHD. Because it's above average energy, imagination, and creativity. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's power. And what happens is the Sahara wants you to look at it as all negative. Right? It fits very well. Yeah, go, Ari. It sounds like, looks like you have something. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I just, I like, like, specifically by anxiety, what, is, what does it mean the power like, that it could be? It, 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 it's not that it could be, it's there. You have power. You like, no, just to understand, like, Taiva, it's like you're creating connection. So, like, what is anxiety you're saying? Anxiety, you're saying? Is, anxiety is that you have, let's say, abilities that are not being brought out. That's Excitement, that's what it is. If you read the book for, that I would suggest everybody read, is my first book that I read many, many years ago um, on anxiety, which is called, um, um, I can't believe I forgot the name. The name of the book. Wow, facing a um, fa- facing. Someone read it here. I gave it to them last year to read it. In an age of anxiety, or is it facing? 
No, no, no. That's also face the fear and do it. Feel the fear and do it. I can't believe I forgot the name of the book. But it's um, an aid in an age of anxiety is is uh, finding serenity. That's the name of the book by a guy I think Gerzon. You could look it up if anybody. Someone could look it up now. Someone have a look it up. What is it? That what? No, no, no. It's by a guy Gerzon. It's by Gerzon. What is this? What is it? Find it by by a Gerzon. Finding what's it called? Finding serenity in an age of anxiety. Finding I would I would I would suggest everybody read that book because everybody has anxiety. Finding serenity in an age of anxiety. And one of the points that he brings out, Ari, is he says it used to be a guy would go out hunting. He would go hunting. So do you think you have anxiety? You have a spear. You got to go eat your food. So you go out. You think you have anxiety? Sure, you got a lot of power. You're going to go fight. Here, Chaim. Well, Chaim, let me ask you a question. When you, go, when you went into, I don't know, when you went into Gaza, was there a time where you were anxious? Is there anxiety? Not as much as you think but what is it? Is there excitement? Power? The Pluga? Everyone's like, yeah. Like you, what do they do? What? Do they scream? Do they yell? You can't do that? You have to go in quietly? Okay, so what do they... But I'm saying, what, in the army, what they probably do is, you, is you're, you're using all that energy to go conquer to go conquer. Why do people get anxious? Because I'm not, a guy's in, guy's in school and he's got so much koach and he's spaced out or he has a problem reading or a problem comprehension and then he's fidgety. What, what does that mean you're fidgety? You're not fidgety, you got power. You have so much energy. And then the teacher says, be quiet. Put your, hand, put your finger on the place. Right? So that causes anxiety. Then you get all anxious. Why? Because I have so much I want to do. I've so, I got to hunt. I want to conquer. I want to go accomplish. And you're telling me to sit in my seat uh, for another hour and a half to listen to, to, to you boring teacher. And I'm supposed to sit there. And if I don't do that, there's something wrong with me. That creates anxiety. Unsettled energy. Unsettled energy. Energy that's bottled up. That I can't go, go do it. That's why you, when you, people who play ball. People who ask, why do a lot of you guys like to work out? It's part of it. Because you're getting all that energy out. So, so anxiety, these are, this is like Aleph Bays, and, and if you read the book, he talks a lot about that. There's something called toxic anxiety. There's something called like healthy anxiety. Healthy anxiety, I, we talk about this all the time. You're going to fly. You're going into Gaza, right? To answer your question, by the way. Yeah. a nice yelling session before. They do that? Before you get on the bus. <laughs> what do they do? They get in a circle and everyone goes nuts. They get, no, no, tell, tell us. You get in a circle, what do they do? They, they like do a whole, it's not just a, a, football, you know, a football game. Why before a football game, everyone's, oh, 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 oh right? There's a, there's a war. Of course they got to get, they got to bang. They got to go. They make noise because you want to, I'm going to conquer. But instead, what do we do? You sit around, that's why, that's why even in Torah, even in Torah, you ever see that, uh, that, that uh, there's a great video. I'm sure you've seen it, Menachem. There's a great video of, of who is it, Rav Baxt? Arab Shmuel Birnbaum. They have a video of them fighting and learning. Nowadays, you can't fight and learning. Everyone's so sensitive. If you say something, ah, but I've seen people yell and fight and learning. That's what it's supposed to be. 
supposed to be, ah, come on, get out of your koichas. Not sitting there like, oh, I think that's the pshat. No. Stand, you know, you argue, you fight, you to get out your energy. Yeah? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah? Makes sense or no? I don't know. Maybe I don't know if other people have like, had art, whatever. It felt like there's some steps I missed. Maybe I don't know. Like, like how it, whatever. I don't know. Always thought the time was here. Not ways. Like, it's, it's good. We're getting it. Saying how, how you get from that to being anxious to go to the doctor. Like, what power is that? Yeah, I understand. You're anxious before it came because you could accomplish a lot. So you right. can channel that to accomplish a lot. So I'm anxious about going to the doctor. So now what? Like I'm saying. It's not now what I'm saying. That's that's there. There is normal. There is normal fear. Those are normal fears. Those are those are those are appropriate. Those aren't so abnormal already is is something that a person has to has to try and understand. That could be very very just personal stuff that he he's not he's bechlal not using any of his kochos. He's very shut down in general, so he's just festering. He's just a ball of anxiety. So it's just everything. A person who just sits and he's anxious. It's not like a specific time. If a person is shut down in his life. Person doesn't feel that he's accomplishing in life, doesn't know what he's doing. He's not. He's not waking. I've said this many times to to, to, to guys, and this is hard to hear, but it's the truth. It's hard to hear, but it's the truth. If you're not waking up excited for life, that's a question. That's a question. You want to question yourself. When when you're a teenager, when you're 15, 16 years old, and you're you're, you're, you're not excited about anything. Okay, good, you're a teenager, who's this? When you get to be 18, 19, 20, you start life, you want to be excited about what you're doing in your life. And if you're not, it's a question. I'm not, I'm not, putting, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying you want to question yourself. It's not a luxury to say, okay, what am I doing? Am I in medical school? Am I learning? Am I making money? Like, what am I excited to do? So a lot of times we've, we've shut that out because of our anxiety, if that makes sense. Like we haven't released, we're afraid. We become, we're so conditioned. If a person was conditioned as a little kid, and it happens in our culture a lot, if a person's conditioned as a, as a kid to be put down or to be, you can't express yourself, it becomes a, a big, big problem. Because then your, your default is, I'm not expressing myself. I can't express myself, I can't say what I want to say. I don't trust people. I'm nervous. I can't live the the life that I wanna that I wanna live. I think we spoke yesterday, Yosef, when we were talking. Just for a person to say, "This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do." That's why I don't like the word "should." You should. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. You're either doing it or you're not doing it. But we live in this world of should, which is, you know, I should be going to chakras. I should be learning. I should be doing this. I should be a better Jew. Do you want to go to chakras? Do you want to learn? Why are you in yeshiva? Do I want to stop smoking or I don't want to stop smoking? Do I want to stop watching movies or not? Do I want to work out? Do I not want to work out? That clarity gives power. That's power. We sometimes are very far from that. And all we do is sit in our own anxiety because we've, we've, uh, we need to heal from that, whatever it might be. Yes, Menachem. The whole society is structured in a way that if you do release your if what? If what? Right. 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 Exactly. There's. There's a. As the Ramchal says very clearly. 
right? As Menachem saying, one of the three reasons that people don't do what they want to do is because of peer pressure, because of what other people are going to say. So automatically, what? The other two are, one is um, you're, you're too busy. You're too busy doing this to change to do that. And the other one is um, um, late sunnas, which really is you don't process properly. We don't process properly. Like you could hear a great cheer and know that this is what I got to do, but the next second, you know, uh, someone ring, you know, calls you or sends you a message and you're already scrolling. That's like the first one. Right, right. They're, they're, okay, the Ramchal goes through, through the different things. But, but the, the, the biggest one that I think applies to a lot of us, and I think what Menachem's saying, because of social media, because of how people look at you, is that, is that I first need to be okay with my surroundings. I can't be me. Because if I'm me, then I might be doing something wrong. You know, and that can shut down a person very strongly. Especially if you have that in your home, and you have that in yeshiva, if you have that in school, and you have that in home, you're sort of toast a little bit. You're pretty, pretty much up the creek. What? How old is he? 20? At 20, I say, yo, you got to get, you got to get, you got to break loose from something. You're 20 years old. You're not at home anymore. Like I tell guys here, you're 6,000 miles away from home. So stop talking to your parents as much as you talk to them. Stop I don't mean that in a negative way. Have a great relationship with your parents. I, 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 I've, I've spoken to, to some chevra and tell them, I think it's not good that you talk to your mother five times a day. And then you keep complaining that your mother's the problem. Why is your mother the problem? You're the one who, who's talking to her so much. You talk, so I'm saying, first you have to establish that I am like Ari's father said. He was talking about younger kids. That's a bigger problem. Yes, I don't know what to tell a 10-year-old kid who's in his house and they suffocate him and he's in yeshiva and he's suffocated. I say just die. That's why we, when we sing V'yu Rachamecha Mizkoyl and we daven for kids like that. But I'm saying you guys here are 18, 19, 20 years old so you can separate yourself and say, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? Okay, just making sure. What am I doing? What am I doing? And what is my parent or what is my roommate? Or what is society? At what point am I able to say, okay, this is my life. i got to start at one point saying, this is my life, owning my life. And if you can't do that, that's okay. If you can't do that yet, that's okay. That's okay, but, but acknowledge the fact that it's a lot in your head because you're 20 years old. And that's taking ownership also. Well, yeah, well, 20 years old, you have to ask yourself, I'm 20 years old, so where, or I'm 18 years old, 19 years old, where am I physically? Where am I mentally? Where am I emotionally? Is my father still driving my decisions? Is my mother still driving my decisions? And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that maybe they are. And that's okay if I acknowledge that. But am I okay with that? Or am I not okay with that? Am I ready to get married? What type of life do I want to have? You're sort of able to break free. You're able to break free. When you're younger, it's harder to break free because what are you going to do? You need your mother to pick you up from the doctor's office. You need your, your father to take care of you. When you get older, there comes a point where you've got to look at yourself and say, okay, okay, when am I going to make my decisions? No, I am making my decisions. When am I going to acknowledge that I'm making my decisions? It might have some lachluchas. It could have some 
connection to my father, my mother, my, 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 my upbringing, my culture. But that's what you can go to therapy for. That's what you could speak to, Rebbein. You could, re- you could relearn. That what? They have a major impact, for sure. For sure, but 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 you have to ask yourself, okay, what decisions do I right? How about making a list? I've said this many times. You have to thank your parents no matter what. You've heard this from me many times, because if they did a great job, so you have to thank them. If they did a terrible job, you have to thank them because you know what you're not going to do. But either way, you, you, you can learn from them. Say, my father's good at this, he's not good at this. My mother's good at this, not good at this. I am a product of my environment of growing up. I got this from my mother, got this from my father. I have this strength from my mother, this strength from my father. This weakness from my brother, this weakness, oh, great. Okay, good. Okay, now, now let's get to work. So with that reality, the reality that I need to take ownership for my life, what, like, what, do, what do we do with those two things? What do you mean? What do we do with the reality that well, I'm a product of the way I was raised and I'm going to make this decision that just because I was told... Uh, the first is that awareness. The first is the awareness. The first is the reason I'm anxious is because my mother's anxious and my father is anxious. The reason I get angry... Good, good. But I'm saying, but at least acknowledging that this is what I have. These are the facts. These are, let's put the facts on the table. Now let's get to work. Now let's get to work. Or not. Or not. If someone's not ready to get to work, then, then fine, then I'm not ready to get to work. I'm saying to acknowledge and to realize where it came from, what it's about, I have it. At the end of the day, this is what I have. At the end of the day, this is what I have. This is what I inherited. And that's okay. I inherited it. Now what am I going to do about it? Am I going to complain about it? Am I going to? It takes time. It takes years. It takes years and years and years. And then you get married. And then your wife will have her stuff. And then you together will have your stuff. And then ready for this one? This will excite everybody over here. The older you get, and the more things you're like, the more you'll see yourself more like your parents. There could be things you say, I swear I'll never do this. And then you find yourself raising your kid, and you find yourself telling, I remember when I had that. I'm like, like, you know, saying something. I'm like, I sounded just like, whatever, one of my parents who I thought I would never talk like that. And it's okay. It's okay. Our parents are wonderful. Our parents are good. Our parents are good. Your, your, your children are going to have tainas on you. I promise you. Your children will have tainas on you. It's one of the things me and my brother always used to say. And it's very, this time, good parenting, we'll, we'll wrap up with this. This is good parenting advice. You guys are not, are not holding by parenting advice. But, but your kids are going to have problems with you either way. So you might as well be clear about what you're doing. A problem is when a parent is, is, is not clear and is flaky and is back and forth. That's a bigger problem. When a parent is, this is what we're doing, and is clear about what they're doing, okay, we're getting into a whole other discussion. Okay, we're not going to do a halakha, we'll do it. Yeah, Ari? There's a lot to talk about here, yeah. See, Ari, see, Ari's, Ari's back over here asking questions. I love it. It's good, it's good. You get more. Maybe that's why, me personally, I feel like it's either restricted and being in Yiddish right. or express myself and not be right, right. It's hard to find myself in Good. Yiddish that's a great, so that's a great awareness of Ari. And I think a lot of people have that. I think a lot of people have that, but that's a great awareness 
to say because I think a lot of people, when it does come to, to Jew, Jewish things and Yiddish things and things like that, if a person grew up a certain way, I personally, I personally can't relate so much to that because I, I didn't grow up so much with, with the religious like um, pressure, like a religious pressure. I grew up more, quote unquote, I don't like using terms, but more like, like your dad. I'm saying I grew up more chilled. So I don't have that like, you know, that like if my father forced me to go to shul or my father forced me to daven or forced me to do anything religious, I probably wouldn't be religious now. I don't mean to say it like that, but I probably, I, I, I was a, a rebellious kid a little bit. I'd be like, get off my back. Get out of here. That's between me and God. Leave me alone. I'm just saying my, my tchunas anefesh. The type of person, I'm, I was a very sensitive, I still am a very sensitive person, but, if, but I, I do feel bad for kids who are little kids, and they're sweet little kids, and they're already burnt out of everything by the time they're eight years old. Like, you know, a kid told me, there's a guy in yeshiva, he's not here anymore. A guy in yeshiva told me, he still talks about it, still talks about it. He said when he was like 11 years old, he, remember, he remembers his father, who's a chashiva rebbe, his father told him to come in for Yom Kippur davening, from the beginning of davening till the end of davening, the whole time, and to keep his finger on the place, the whole time. And when he was a little bit off, like, yeah, I'm tra- traumatized just saying over the story. He told me that. So I'm like, and then you talk about putter? That's when I used the putter. Yeah, yes, that guy might be putter. That guy might be putter. That was Yom Kippur for his life. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not judging anyone. We're not judging any parents. We're not judging any, anybody. Zero judgment. I promise. I have zero judgment. But it's good for a person to know what, what happened and to heal from it so he can create the life that he wants to create. Okay, Rubzev, what, what page are we on? Day 51. All right, quickly, let's just do this. 161. What? 161. Okay, just quickly, guys. One who causes additional hatred. We're in Rechilas. If you cause additional hatred between people who were already enemies. So you still can't say it, right? Meaning, you know that Yankel and Chaim hate each other. So you still can't tell Yankel about Chaim. And say, ha, ha, Chaim said this about you. Even though, oh, you know they're enemies. Why? Because it, 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 uh, it, it brings it up. What's the example? Day 61, thank you, Rebzev. You know that when Mr. Singer borrowed your friend's vacuum cleaner, the front of it got smashed. At a later date, you mentioned to your friend, you know when some people borrow vacuum cleaners, they are not careful with how they handle them. This is Rechilis, even though you didn't mention his name. Why? Because as a result of your comment, your friend will remind himself or maybe that was a different thing, of Mr. Singer's negligence. Thus you have caused your friend's anger to be awakened against Mr. Singer. So he says, one who causes additional hatred of past enemies is still Rechilas. It doesn't have to be something new. You could remind the two people. Okay, we should all be Zoha guys. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on working on ourselves. And again, when I say working on yourself, that could mean you got to take it easy. Could mean you have to. Usually, I say there are two types of people: they're the guys who take it so easy, they have to learn to be a little bit more responsible, and the guys who are overly responsible, they got to chill out a little bit. Sometimes we have both parts, so you got to know how to do each one. Shem should help us all. Shbizochachaim. What do you say? Yeah, good. Okay. Have a wonderful first day of the rest of your entire life. Shkach, if you could just send it, yeah, just.